Welcome to Stewardship Spotlight, a podcast featuring conversations with the world's leading experts on antimicrobial resistance and stewardship. This podcast is produced by the Antimicrobial Stewardship Project at the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota. I'm Dr. Marnie Peterson, your host. Advanced microbiology techniques are rapidly changing our ability to diagnose infections, improve patient care, and enhance clinical workflow. In this special limited series of Stewardship Spotlight, we will be focusing on the ways that these diagnostic tools can improve patient outcomes, improve quality of care, and lead to economic benefits as part of antimicrobial stewardship programs. We will examine the benefits of diagnostic tools and how they can be integrated into the future of healthcare. This mini-series is supported by a grant from BioMario. So my name is Lefteris Milonakis. I'm the Director of Infectious Diseases at the Brown University and the Lifespan Hospitals, and I'm a Professor of Infectious Diseases at Brown. In this episode, we will discuss with Dr. Milonakis his paper, The Cost-Effectiveness of Rapid Diagnostic Testing for the Diagnosis of Bloodstream Infections with or Without Antimicrobial Stewardship, which is linked in the episode notes if you want to follow along. We will focus on how rapid diagnostics, along with stewardship, can improve the quality and cost-effectiveness of patient care. Uh, as we review this paper, which is very important, uh, there were some key objectives in, in that you were trying to address in this paper. Can you describe for our listeners what those were? It's a pleasure to, to be with you, Marnie. Uh, so the, the main goal is to evaluate and demonstrate that uh, rapid diagnostics, and for the purposes of this uh, paper that was defined as uh, a diagnostic tool that can provide microbiological uh, results within 24 hours. Uh, if those tools can be cost-effective uh, in uh, when we implement them in a clinical uh, environment. And uh, and the goal for that is pretty obvious. We live in an environment of very limited resources. Hospitals uh, operate usually in the best case scenario in uh, about 1.5% uh, margin. Uh, so if we go to administrators, uh, we need to prove to them that uh, this new uh, strategy, it's uh, worthwhile and it's within the constraints of their resources. So the, the goal here was to compare uh, rapid diagnostic tests, and we have a few of those uh, from Altitof to FIS to other uh, agents that you know your listeners probably are familiar with, uh, all of them coming from some permutation of molecular diagnostics now that uh, are uh, trying to complement what we do. The basic concept here is, is, is the remarkable delay that we have from usual culture. Uh, I remember about uh, uh, 15 years ago, and this is still holds true, I had, uh, I had a project with, uh, from my lab. I have a basic research lab, and I needed to do, do whole genome sequencing of a number of, of isolates. At the same time, I was on clinical service and I had patients in the ICU. 
And I remember how I was uh, disheartened because my whole genome sequencing uh, project was delayed and I would have the results uh, not in five days as I was promised, but in seven days. And that was really disappointing because there was two more days of delay. At the same time, I found myself while I was on the clinical service in the afternoon, going to the micro lab, asking for information about the culture, and then I would get the response, oh, it hasn't grown yet. And then I would continue to have patients, human beings, treated with extra antimicrobials, because obviously if, you, if we don't have an answer, we throw everything at the patient, uh, hoping that we are going to cover the, the pathogen. So this disconnect be between implementing molecular technologies in, in the research arena and what is happening in the clinical environment is something that we need to address. So, so but, but in order to do that, there is a, a, an expense that we are asking hospitals to pay and institutions in order to implement those technologies. This is from uh, training the staff to finding space to... to buying equipment to resources, etc. So, so the basic concept here is to demonstrate that those assays can help prevent uh, uh, use of antibiotics, it can help focus the treatment, and can have an overall benefit at the bottom line. I think also you took a very broad approach from the literature, and so this is a very data-heavy heavy review with you as you built your models and, and um, obtained your results. This wasn't just a study from your site, from your hospital setting. It was much broader than that. That is correct. We, we tried to find studies that uh, uh, evaluated the impact of those rapid diagnostics. Some of the impacts that you studied in this particular paper and continue to have an interest in it is, of course, in the title, the cost effectiveness. Um, and you can talk a little bit about why that was useful, but you also studied other things, probability of survival, uh, quality adjusted life years, um, to, to do a comparison of the, the total overall impact of implementing uh, molecular rapid diagnostics with or without antimicrobial stewardship with, with which you found the greatest impact, obviously, as you stated, was when you included antimicrobial stewardship. So just talk a little bit about some of these outcomes that you studied, and then the, the data, the results are striking. So we'll, we'll highlight some of those. Uh, the, the first point that I would like to, to, to start with is that uh, antimicrobial stewardship and, and implementation of new diagnostics in general, they both have to be done in a safe environment. The cost effectiveness is something that can help uh, administrators, can help the system, uh, put some some uh, resources behind those uh, those new tools. But uh, but at, at the end of the day, we need to provide safe uh, uh, treatment to our patients. So so that is why it is extremely important every time that we evaluate the neurological stewardship, every time that we evaluate the benefits of a new diagnostic tool or a new treatment to always make sure that uh, we pro this is done in an environment that uh, is safe. And uh, so, so that is the reason why the cost effectiveness always we try to, to put it in the context of safe, safe environment. 
Now, the, the usual uh, tool that, that uh, uh, academics follow is the quality years. Uh, that is, that is a, a, a used, a well-defined uh, metric that, that can help identify the, uh, the adjusted life year uh, uh, standard to measure how well uh, all different kinds of interventions and tools and treatments and diagnostic tools improve patients' lives. A quality of uh, hundred dollars to $150,000 uh, is, is an accepted intervention. Anything you call over that, uh, it's something that, uh, that people will like further, uh, further data in order to support. In this case, we, we, you know, we found that, uh, that really it's, it's, it's black and white. Uh, you, you save uh, uh, f- by implementing those new diagnostics tens of thousands of dollars uh, uh, significantly can pay uh, the microbiology cost. And, and uh, also uh, can, uh, can help the patients uh, adjust to, to better antibiotics uh, faster. So it's a win-win-win situation. The hospital, the system, the patient, uh, uh, all benefit from something like this. So getting at some of the key, the key findings from your, from your published study, just one the the first one being the cost effectiveness, the chance of of a molecular rapid diagnostic test being cost effective, even with or without antimicrobial stewardship, when you compared it to culture based um, standard microbiology, was significant. The overall percentage, I think I read something that it was um, the chance that it would be cost effective was almost forty percent improved. And then when you added antimicrobial stewardship to the group in the paper, it states that they had an 80% chance. And like you said, the dollars were multiples of tens, tens of thousands. So um, very, very significant findings. And stewardship, I, I want to, 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 to make the point here. And, and, and we see now in the stewardship having components that uh, touch upon microbiology, uh, clinical infectious disease, education, administration, many different uh, items. In this, in this environment, and microbiology stewardship takes the information from the, from, the, from the microbiology laboratory and makes it actionable clinical information faster. Because, because we see that even with, uh, with uh, uh, MRSA screening now, we see that sometimes the information it takes a while to filter to the clinical team, uh, and sometimes the, the the practitioners are too busy to notice it, too busy to to adjust the, the treatment. We need someone to tell us this is the information here, changes the parameters for your patient. This is the intervention that you can do to help your patient and help the system. Save money and save toxicity and and save resistance and and this to happen. But unfortunately, antimicrobial is not available to everyone. And and this is why we had to 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 evaluate our our parameters in the absence of antimicrobial stewardship. Uh, as as we discussed before and as you pointed out. Uh, uh, this study 
and most studies are uh, performed in academic centers. And, and sometimes it's difficult to translate in the community hospitals where an microbial stewardship might be done by telemedicine or by a, a, a part-time individual who is, who is there uh, you know, for a few hours during the day and doesn't monitor <laughs> uh, results uh, overnight. Uh, and, uh, and also, also, what about an stewardship outside of the hospital? Up to 5 million people in this country are at nursing homes and long-term care facilities. They, there is a lot of use of antimicrobials there. There is a lot of use, and now we see a lot of resistance coming from the community. So, so we need to, to push the boundaries and implement those tools and show their cost-effectiveness and, and implement the use of antimicrobial stewardship throughout the system. And even, 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 I just want to, to, to think about one step even further. We're talking about one health. One health means that the intervention that we do in the humans have an impact in the broader environment and vice versa. So we need stewardship of some sort throughout this use of, of antimicrobial compounds, even in industry, even in veterinary medicine, even for uh, as part of animal feed or uh, or other interventions, we need in one health approach to antimicrobial stewardship and to the use of antimicrobials. And we, in order for this to happen, we need to show that is effective and saves lives and saves money. Not only were the the interventions with stewardship and, and molecular rapid diagnostics significantly more cost effective, but you also had your quality of quality just of life uh, that was increased um, over conventional as well as your probability of survival. So you did have those increased quality of life and safety metrics were enhanced. You, you train a lot of clinicians and physicians and scientists, infectious diseases, fellows, researchers. I'm wondering if, if they come to you and say, okay, I want to do a research study looking at the impact of a rapid diagnostic test. Maybe it is something that's related to fungal infections um, and in appropriate therapy. What are the, some of the key considerations you, you advise them as they're designing the study? Mm. Your question gives me the opportunity to, to go through one other important aspect of those kinds of studies. And this is something that I have to do with uh, any trainee or junior faculty who is interested in, in this kind of work. I have to educate them that broad cost effectiveness is not enough in order to implement a new diagnostic tool. It's the payment approach, it's so fragmented that, that really uh, young uh, colleagues find it difficult to, to, to put together in their mind. For example, you can show that there is cost effectiveness in, in using this uh, new diagnostic. The hospital will save money. 
this is usually what uh, what new uh, uh, ship trainees or microbiology uh, uh, personnel or uh, other students are interested in, in, in sewing. Okay, this is not enough for administrators to buy into implementing this new diagnostic. Uh, because the, the saving of the money is going to come from mostly from the pharmacy, while the cost is going to impact the microbiology lab. And, and then you, you, you saw that this is the same organization. It's going to save, at the end of the day, money to the whole hospital. However, micro is not going to implement a new diagnostic tool if it's going to save the pharmacy money and you have to 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 navigate and, and 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 because young people are enthusiastic they want the result they believe in the result if they if they are going to bring a new equipment they're going to work night and day to to run tests uh, to 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 show that that this new molecular technique uh, will give useful information and then they're going to call the, the clinical teams and they're going to tell them that this is something now that has resulted and they can change. Uh, and, and then they're going to collect the data and show that this 200 times resulted in 50 changes on microbial use with great impact in the pharmacy bottom line. And then they have to go back and prove that every part of the decision-making mechanism has to align in order for this to become part of our diagnostic armamentarium. So, so trying to navigate and educate people on the difficulties that this fragmentation of payers and, and cost centers has into the practical application of their findings is something that I find myself having to do from time to time. I think that's that's so valuable. Um, and for those listening, may not consider all those important components that, that you completely understand within an organization. Uh, Dr. Milanikas, thank you for speaking with us today. This is Dr. Marty Peterson, and you've been listening to Stewardship Spotlight, a podcast produced by the Antimicrobial Stewardship Project Team at the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy. Our podcast editor is Maya Peters. For more news and information on antimicrobial resistance and stewardship, check out our website, sidrap.umn.edu ASP, or you can click on the link in this episode's description. You can also find us on Twitter at SIDRAP underscore ASP.